Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to episode 30 of The Finance Bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. If you've seen episode one, then you got to watch this episode because we have no no one other than Andre Trust on this one again. And, you know, we, we, I'm glad you have him on here because, you know, when we get together, it's always some good conversations. So before we get into it, Trust, what's good, bro? How you doing? How you doing today, bro? I'm good, bro. Um, I'm really just here. You know how I am. Uh, just trying to come on here, get the people what they need um you know actually talk and actually have the real conversation you know i get excited about these two uh seeing the transformation from episode one to you know episode 30 this is big bro i'm proud of you man i'm, I'm really proud of you this is big bro appreciate you brother appreciate you, you know it's it, it's all it's been a journey you know it, from from start to finish i remember even this you know starting from from day one you remember how nervous I was to even get in front of a camera? Like I couldn't get in front of a camera without sweating. And now it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's a, it's a comfortability thing. But you know, I remember those days you was right there coaching me like, do this, do that. Let's get it. And, and through repetition and just, just embracing, you know, enjoying the process, you know, it's got here. And I think for anybody that's looking to start something, no matter what it is, I think that's important to recognize that you're not going to be, you're probably not going to be good when you start, but it's through that repetition and, and continuing to to pursue that goal that you that you get better each time as you go and you have good people who will tell you you know hey you should work on this do that like I enjoyed this um because yeah. even even when we go back and watch these episodes like I'm always criti criticizing myself and trust is like yo bro that was really good and I'm like what what and he's like you didn't <laughs> notice that and I'm like nah but I noticed I did that and he's like bro relax <laughs> it's tough because you know we we are we are toughest critics that's natural. It's the same situation whenever I'm on anything or wherever I'm going. I'm always looking at myself or I'm like, my eyes was twitching too much. You know, like yeah. stupid things that don't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But then I have, have a combo with somebody and they're like, yo, that episode was fire. You did X, Y, and Z. And I, I, all right, cool. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get better with, with that celebration of self. Ooh, celebration of self. That's a, that's a, that's a big one right there. And so actually to get into all of this, so I, you know, I, just talking about the journey and like the journey of podcasting, but today's topic, I want to talk about like what it truly means to embrace the journey, because I think that's something that many times gets overlooked when people are beginning to start something. They, they think about the finish line and forget about what it takes to get to the finish line. So that's facts. what, what, do, what are your thoughts on like what it truly takes to embrace the journey? And I think we just talk about, we'll let this guide the conversation today. Got you. So if I had, if I had to break that down, bro, you, you know how we are. Like I'll spend a lot of time just thinking to myself. So for a lot of you, uh, for a lot of you guys that don't know me, I'm super big on taking time to just like go think, right? Like I'll take, I might take two or three days of just like complete isolation to just think. Like I just want to think for those days. So you know, get, getting settled into life is is a big topic to think about because you have to start to understand who you are as a person and what you want out of life. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and, you know, speaking of journeys, I was thinking about my journey as well, right? And what, what, what does it mean to have a journey over a lifetime and, and what does a journey over a lifetime look? And, and something really hit me. I was sitting there and I was thinking, okay, if I'm the one setting the pace, how can I be behind? Hmm. Or shout out right. like a burr, 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 burr. <laughs> if I'm the one setting the pace, how is it possible? How could I possibly be behind? And I think, you know, it until we start to look at life as a, a as a, a a a game that's played 
over a lifetime, i.e. I, a journey, right? Mm. Mm. We can't even start to come to some of these realizations because you, the idea won't even present itself into your mind unless you start thinking these ways. That's true. Right? So settling into the journey, you know, I'd be thinking about how I settled it, settling into my journey. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, mm-hmm. I, I watched the, um, you, you know, I love watching movies. Yeah. I, wa- I watched The Martian. And The Martian, you know, for, it's not no spoiler, guy gets trapped on Mars. Right? And I was thinking about it from my lens. I'm like, yo, bro, what would you do if you got trapped on Mars? I was like, first of all, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'd have been out of there as soon as the food was done. <laughs> I'd have just been trying to like enjoy my time until the food was done. Keep it a hundred. <laughs> but, but for him, he understood his mission. He understood what was needed. And he got settled into that ride. Mm. I'm here now. I'm here now. Like nothing I can do is going to change this. Nothing that I can you know, uh, nothing that I can do at this point right now is going to change the fact that I'm trapped on Mars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I, I got to come up with a plan. I got to come up with, you know, I have to ration my food. I have to really start doing these things. And for me watching him, he got settled into that journey. Like, okay, this is the routine. I got to wake up. I'm only allowed to eat half a, half a potato. Right. Like that's the max. So I got to get comfortable with the fact that I have to only be able to eat half a potato or now I have to be able to grow them. Now I have to be able to do these things. Now I have to be able to really scale and get better. I have to be able to get better. But you can't think that way until you come to grips with the fact that you're on a journey that you got to get settled into. Mm. It's like you can't even begin to think about those thoughts. So, you know, I, I, I hope that answered the question. You know, but you know, I got to start it up with 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 with, with something to, something to get the conversation rolling. No, I, I think that was a a great example because immediately it made me think of someone on a financial journey, and a lot of times when people find themselves struggling financially, they like you said, the first thing is accepting the situation as it is. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't I can't get out of this situation until I decide that I want to change it. But once I decide that I'm here. I have mm-hmm. to, I have to conduct myself as if I'm here. I can't continue to 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 act as if I'm in another place when actually this is where I am. So, like you said, he he had to learn to ration potatoes. And there's there's people that that are getting their finances together that might have to cut back on the things that they want to do. They might have to get rid of some subscriptions. They might have to stop eating out and going to brunch and doing things with friends to get back on track because that's a part of their journey. But until they can understand the importance of that and how those things are in the grand scheme of a lifetime are minuscule, like you're going to, by the time you're done, you never, you're going to think back and be like, bro, that was, that was such a small part of my life. But until you can really sit down and look at the bigger picture, it's hard for people to get to that point. Mm. It's it's a, my fault. Were you you done? No, I'm good. Go ahead. It's, it's a scary thing, bro. Because to accept where you are means you got to take that accountability. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough thing. It's a tough thing for everybody. Everybody goes through this. It's not like, you yeah. know, it's not like, yeah. you know, people are born and then they don't, they don't go through this process. Yeah. Right? It's everybody gets to a point where they either accept the process or they don't. Mm. Right. Every human being has to go through the same exact thing. And it, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's easy. I mean, me and you both know it's not easy. Yeah, nah, not right? at all. It's it's a very scary thing, but the but I like to try to think about it in 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 I like to try to think about my life in, in terms of extremes. 
because mm-hmm. that's how that's how I personally in, in, internally like understand things. Mm-hmm. I put them on levels of extremes, and then from those extremes, I kind of peel it back a little bit. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's like okay, well, do I have the life that I want right now, or no? Right. It's a simple yes or no. I try to break it down yes or no. So, okay, I do have the life that I want. Okay, I don't have the life that I want. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't have the life that you want. What are the risks of not going for the life that you want? Right. On one extreme, there is you don't have the life that you want, which leads you to have problems because it's not the life that you want. Yeah. Or you get the life that you want. Mm-hmm. You just have to work for it. So on my levels of extreme is like the life that I want comes with unlimited abundance. Um, uh, uh, the ability to do whatever I want, the, the ability to speak to anybody that I want. Really, for me, I want to go learn under like the smartest people on earth. I just want to keep learning. Yeah. So, so the ability to fly around and go meet these people and spend weeks at a time and months at a time, like that's the type of life that I want. And that's the extreme of the life. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the extreme is like if I don't chase the life that I want, the life that I don't want can lead to depression, anxiety, sadness. You know, I, I gained, you know, you, you, you know, my physical journey as well. I had gained yeah. like 70 pounds. It was bad, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like the, the life that you don't want versus the life that you do want. And I felt the extreme of not yeah. having the life that you wanted. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm settled into my journey, bro. I'm good. <laughs> you know, so the journey is it's like we said it's hard for people to settle into the journey and i i think there's there's things today that make it easier to do things like learn like we say this is the the information age and we talk about how what for the first time in like the history of the world like information is literally accessible to almost everyone as long as you have some type of internet source um especially now with the addition of ai and everybody's starting to adapt. I mean, even thinking about, if you look at the statistics about how quickly AI was utilized versus even something like Instagram, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's nasty because like you can, the amount of information you can get and the quality of information you get is so fast. But some of the things that I feel like cause roadblocks for people when they're trying to learn or trying to get to the point where they can accept their journey is one instant gratification and instant gratification becomes a problem because when you can get you can go to amazon prime and get stuff within a day or two you know you go on instagram post something you instantly get feedback i think that sets the 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 standard for people that everything in life should happen fast and then on top of that they're going they're spending their time on these social media apps where people are jumping up and hey i made a million dollars today and like all these people are talking about all this money they're making and you know you should go buy your llc and this is all you need to do and it's like it's con- like it's confusing. Like people are like, yo, how? What am I doing wrong that I'm not making a million dollars a day? Like all hundred people I just seen scrolling down my timeline, and when one, that's not the reality of the situation. It's okay. not. It's not at all. And it's not. At all. <laughs> and two, I think the other piece that really stifles people is comparison, because like you said, if you're in control of your journey and you're setting the pace, what are you comparing yourself to? Because unless you and that person have really sat down and identified that you are both on the same path in life and you have the same desires and the same goals and you truly align, comparing yourself is nothing but problems, really, because what are you comparing yourself to? It's apples to oranges. Like you're never going to get the same thing. So you're going to, if their goal is to have, you know, have a, 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 
company that's valuated at a hundred million dollars and your goal is just to make sure that you can spend time with family and friends what do you that's a that's a completely different lifestyle so why would you compare yourself yeah. you know but yeah. now if you're looking at him and this dude is making a million dollars a month and you and you're making five thousand a month you might feel behind but what are you behind to because you're not doing what he's doing so i i, I agree that that's facts you mentioned instant gratification and also comparison so from the instant gratification standpoint, I've even felt victim to this, mm. right? It's like, it's like, you know, because we get to the point where it, it is really confusing because there's a lot being thrown at us. Yeah. Like the new generation is starting to take over. But the issue here is that until you really know how to think, the only way to think is from what you hear. Mm. Right. So if you hear a bunch of people all day in front of you while you're trying to formulate thoughts and figure out what you want out of life, that's like, yo, you're behind, you're behind, you're behind, but they're not explaining. Mm -hmm. That was the issue I had. Right. It's like, I'm okay with somebody telling me I'm behind. If they genuinely think I'm behind, yeah. I appreciate you for making me aware. Thank you very <laughs> much. Actually, I didn't know, but thank you very much. Okay. Now that I'm behind, like to what? Mm. Right. I'm a, am I behind to what? Like, what am I behind to? But there aren't many explanations. There aren't many people having conversations like this, frankly, mm -hmm. where it's an open conversation. Like uh, whether this gets 100 views or 1000 or 100,000 views or 1 million, it doesn't change the landscape of the truth within the conversation. True. It just doesn't. True. Right? It, it, it doesn't. So from an instant gratification standpoint, it's all in front of us. Oh, you're behind. You're not doing well. You're you're you know, you 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 got to you got to leave your job with no context, zero context, zero context. It's like it's like, yeah, if you don't like your job, bro, it's cool to leave it. After. After we've <laughs> created a detailed plan to leave it, it might yeah. take you five years to leave the job. Mm -hmm. And it's OK, because that's a part of the journey. Mm. But we feel like it's supposed to happen overnight. So what's happening, you know, with, with, with social media in many ways is like we're getting spoon fed information with zero context. Mm. And without that context, it's making it really difficult. You know, we, 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 we talk with hundreds of people, you mm -hmm. know, if not thousands of people a year. Yeah. We see how difficult, including ourselves, how, how difficult it is to when people are con consistently berating you with you know, with, with information and, and it's hard to validate it. Yeah. Like, how do I validate this information? And in a second, you mentioned comparison, mm -hmm. right? That, that's real. I fell victim to this a million times. I always joke, but one day I was sitting back and I just started laughing because I'm like, yo, Andre, you're, you're, I, I, the last time I did this, I think I was 29. I'm 30 right now, by the way. But I was sitting there, I was like, you know, Andre, you're comparing yourself at 29 years old to 65 year old men, mm. Mm. like 65 year old men that got 35 years of building something on you. <laughs> right? It's like, what are we even talking about? Andre, relax, calm down. It's not even that serious. Like what yeah. do you even, like all the things you want out of life right now, you have them. So what are you, so how are you feeling behind? But once again, it comes back to that piece, right? Mm. Not understanding mm. that life is a journey. I just was automatically looking at those guys. Like I should be able to beat them tomorrow. Where it's like, nah, yeah. man, the infrastructure that they laid, some of these dudes infrastructure might take 30 years to build. Yeah. 
right? It's like, it's really coming into grips with the fact that what something really takes, like what it means to really do something or what it means to really build something or what it means to really be a leader in a space or what it means to really dominate a space. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have to be in that space for a long period of time to even earn the respect of the space. That's step one. Mm, yeah. Right? To even earn the respect of the space, you might have to be there five years. Yeah. So, so to just to kind of jump on those two topics, I thought I thought that was spot on, bro. Instant gratification and comparison. I, I think you were spot on with that. So with that, like how how important do you feel like part like prioritizing growth is for the journey? Because I remember coming up, I never really heard about heard people talk about growth and when they did it was like it didn't really make sense to me i was like bro what are you grow like what are you talking about like i am who i am like I, how do you how do you grow as a person right i know how to grow in the gym i know how to do all these other things but what does it mean to grow and like it goes back to what you were kind of saying before about people speaking around the topic and i think that's a lot of the problem is because on one end i think it's really amazing that we have access to so much information right now because now people can't strategically utilize like take keeping information from you to keep you from progressing now it's up to you yeah. to actually go and look up the information and learn it but the other problem with social media is that everybody has a voice and for someone who doesn't have trustworthy people around them that they can validate you know opinions and information with that's dangerous because like you said if you're talking around no one's giving people the, the details right like even someone telling you you're behind well okay well thanks for identifying that i'm behind but like you said, compared to what and what do I need to do to get back on track? Most people just stop at the, hey, you're behind, bye. And it's like, yeah. okay, thanks. Like, what do I do next? And I think that's part right. of the problem is like, no, the people who are giving information haven't done a deep dive themselves. So they can't speak above the baseline. And because they can't speak above the baseline, they're causing everyone else to feel like the baseline is the standard when it's not. It's not. So you, you mentioned how do we prioritize growth? Is, is that the question? Mm -hmm. Or is it? Yeah. How do you prioritize? How, it how, like, important, it important? How, yeah. how important it is. So I, I think growth is the number one thing, mm. right? Like number one, like I think growth is above anything else. And, and the reason that, and, and this is something I, I hold firm to, I, I, I stand on this point. What, what my <laughs> man, Frank Lucas said, this is my product. <laughs> I stand behind it. Right? But, but, but real talk though, because, the only thing that's guaranteed in life is change, right? Mm -hmm. Life, life is like things around us just in general are changing at rapid speeds all the time. So the only way to keep up with change is you have to expand yourself. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, you know, I like, I, I was cool in all facets of the word in, in, in my own version of the facet of the word. Right. We I was a cool. Dude. I was cool dude in my own lane. I just minded my business. A lot of people knew me. I played basketball. I played football. I, you know, I was just, a, but I really stayed to myself a lot, but I was also really cool with a lot of people. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed was that whenever I was in different groups, right? Like I'll be with the chess team or I'll be with the debate team or I'll be, you know, somewhere playing basketball. I always got labeled. Mm. It's like, yo, bro, how, how are you also playing basketball, but you play chess? I didn't know that there was rules on yeah. how many things a person could do. Yeah. Right. It's like, even, even from a standpoint of that, it's like me being better at chess. Wouldn't that naturally make me better at basketball? 
right? Because if I'm able to see moves ahead on chess, wouldn't I be able to see moves ahead on the basketball court? Wouldn't I be able to project the game better? Mm. Even in life, if me being good at chess, wouldn't I be able to then, you know, see 10 moves ahead? In mm. fact, it might, it should probably be a prerequisite. <laughs> Actually. So, so from that lens, you know, it, it, the importance of expanding yourself and removing the limitations because the limitations is what we believe we are. Mm. We're so much more than what we think we are. And that was a I remember, You know, I, I don't even remember what I said. You know, I'd just be shooting from the hip. Um, <laughs> but but it's, 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 it's so much more to life than, than what we think we are currently. And we mm. could do so much more. It's just that no one's pushing people to do those things, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's pushing people to, to go past the barrier. Yeah. Right? I know you said last year that you were unhappy. Okay. Well, how do we make, how do you get happy? Mm. Right. It's a natural question. How do you get happy? Then if you're unhappy, how do I get happy? Yeah. But what does happy even mean? That's that progression right there is the growth. Mm -hmm. Cause you can't even, you can't even begin to be happy. You don't even know what it is. Yeah. What does it mean to be happy? Yeah. What, what is it? What does it mean to be happy? What do What do these things mean? So that idea of 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 growth is like you should be in learning mode at all. Like for the rest of the the entire journey or the rest of our life, should be continuous learning because continuous learning is how you free yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. so from from that standpoint, man, I, I think it's the most important thing. You know, I, I don't I don't think anything is more important than growth. And and the reason that I say that is because growth encompasses everything. Mm, it does right yeah right. with my family i can grow with money i can grow with my verbiage i can grow with my ability to you know meet people i can grow mm -hmm. you know just just mm -hmm. learning more and expanding your mind I, I think i think people would be really surprised at what they're capable of when they start developing that confidence but you can only develop that comp confidence through grow through going through the growing pains yeah right yeah. but on the yeah. other side of that growth now is the thing you were seeking. Mm. Right? If you wanted to be, you know, I remember when I was, when I was losing the weight, bro, I was I, like, I, I was really, I was depressed for a while and I had gotten to that state. I was like, yo, man, I can't, I couldn't believe that I got myself to this point. You know, I was athlete, you know, I played tons of sports. I was always in shape. There's never been a point in my life where I just haven't been in shape like this. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the entire time it was bothering me. And I'm like, yo, the gym is, beating me up, bro. I don't remember the gym ever being this hard, bro. I don't remember it being this difficult. You know, just you, when you're playing basketball, you're playing football, you go to the locker room, you, you, you go to the weight room, go get your workout in, but you with the guys. Yeah. It, it's about a mission that you guys are on together. Mm -hmm. When you're in the gym alone, it's now about mental endurance mm -hmm. and wanting to change something within yourself. It's two different things. It is. Man, right. Is, and, 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 and for me, I was going through that battle and I'm like, yo, man, is this even worth it? Mm, and I mm. asked myself, I said, man, on the other side of this journey, will you be stronger mentally? I said, yeah, I would. Are you going to be stronger physically? Yeah, I would. Okay. Being stronger mentally and physically, what would that do to your confidence? I'm already a confident dude naturally. Mm -hmm. My confidence mm -hmm. will probably shoot up 20 times, which mm -hmm. it did. <laughs> yeah. right? But it was like all of these things come from the pain that you feel in the growth process. Yeah. Because you have yeah. to be able to distinguish between the differences for yourself.
because that's the only way that you're going to keep the per you're going to keep it as a permanent change. Mm -hmm. The only way I could go from being the weight that I was to being in shape again was through legitimately building this into my way of life. Like being fit now isn't about a goal. It's a part of my way of life now. I can't live without being in shape. Yeah. And that came from the growth process of first being like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do this to now I can't live without it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on the other mm -hmm. side of prioritizing growth is all the things that we want, but you got to want it for yourself. Nobody else can make you make you want something for you. Mm -hmm. That's true. And you know I mean, so I, I think, I think that's the number one thing, bro. You know, so I'm getting ready to launch my, my personal growth, um, you know, series is a eight week training and gotcha. um, it's on the 15 laws of invaluable growth by John Maxwell. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm also a John Maxwell certified uh, leadership team member. So I'm getting ready to run these like masterminds for eight weeks where what the first thing, the first one I'm setting up is focusing on helping people learn how to grow and giving them a plan to grow. But through developing this program, I was actually thinking the other day. And one of the things that came to mind when it came to growth is thinking about people who feel like them growing is going to require them to like change and leave people behind or make people feel like they're different. And mm -hmm. I was going through that because I think that's a critical piece, especially for people who come from, you know, disenfranchised areas, because the growth is going to take you out of there. But like now you're worried about people thinking that you think you're better than them. And you feel like, you know, you're, you're leaving people behind and you're dealing with imposter syndrome and all these other things. But as mm -hmm. I was breaking it down, you know, I started thinking about it and it realizes that like, like you just said, growth is a requirement to get to whatever the next step is that you want to be at. And mm -hmm. when you're <clears throat> prioritizing growth, I look at it as like life, right? So if you're going, if you're going to a new location, just on a, on a truly animalistic scale, right? If you're going somewhere else, if you don't adapt, you die. Yeah. And so the growth is like the adaptation to the new place that you're trying to go because yes. if you're, you you're unfamiliar with the new territory, but if you go to the territory and you don't adapt to it, you're not going to survive. So the only way to survive is to foster that growth within yourself, which is going to allow you to adapt to the new arena that you're trying to play in. Like, how, what do you think about that? that? I think that's, I think that's spot on. Right. Because example. So there was this one thing I was reading one time and they had like examples of people's reactions to when the email came out. Mm. Right. And it was like, why would anyone use this when we have mail? This is stupid, but they weren't saying it's stupid because the idea was stupid because if they mm. sat there with the idea long enough, they would see that it wasn't. Yeah. It was just that this is a direct threat to what I've been doing for X amount of years. I've been doing this one thing, this specific way for X amount of years. And now it's going to this new thing, even though it's faster, mm -hmm. even though it's quicker, even though it cuts weeks of time down, even though, you know, we can get emergencies across better. We can do business transactions better, even though every single thing about this thing, it's saying that it's better than the old way. The idea of having to change and go through that learning process of learning something different stops like 98% of people, bro. Mm. It, stop, it stops pretty much everyone. Mm. 
And those who can understand that, wait, wait, this isn't a, this isn't a negative. Wait, you're telling me that I've been licking stamps, <laughs> writing these letters by hand, right? Putting them into an envelope, having somebody run off to go do it, or myself having to go mail these things off. Now I have to wait six weeks or what it might be for a response to this or whatever the mm. time frame might be. Yeah. Even though I need the response immediately. Like the response is needed like really quickly. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I get I get hung up at because that's what I want people to understand more. It's like it's it's not a negative thing to change. In fact, I, I have said this in in um in one of the talks I was giving. I said if if you changing is for the better then you should change. I think you should absolutely change. Mm -hmm. I think that should be the number one thing. I think that if you don't, if you're in a situation where you don't really like it, I think you should change the environment. If you don't like the people you're around, I think you should change the people you're around. Mm -hmm. If you're having anxiety because of a situation that you're in, I think you should remove yourself from the situation. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, when I'm speaking to people, I get Andre, it's not that simple. Mm. Right. And I, I, I never said it was simple. Mm-hmm. Not one time have I said it was simple. I, you're you're assuming that by the fact that I just said change, that change means it's easy. Mm. I never said it was easy. I just said you need to change. So whatever that might, whatever requirements it takes to change, whether it's a day, a month, two years, ten years, thirty. You got to lock in and really change because in order to upgrade yourself, you know, I was saying here, you, you know, I'd be deep in thought. Yeah. I'd be trying to, I'd be trying to not let my thoughts run too far, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'd be deep in thought and I'm like, okay, what, what really does hinder people in life? Right. Like barring, like what, what, what really hinders people and it genuinely is inability to adapt. Cause it's like, ah, we've always done it this way. So what? There's a better way. I don't care if you've done it, always done it that way, bro. Unfortunately, there's a better way. So do you want to continue to make your life difficult by doing it that way? Or do you want to take the suck of the change mm. to make your life easier on the back end? Mm-hmm. There, there's still suck. You know, it still sucks in between. There's still, but now one thing makes a permanent change to your life while the other doesn't. And now you have to suffer your entire life. Mm. Right. It's like, I can go three years in the paint, make this change, be able to last another 90 years or I don't. And now I got to live 70 years in pain. I don't think people think about that portion. It's like, you know, you know, this is easy. Why would I want to change? Bro? Because right now it's easy. Mm -hmm. What happens when you throw in a kid, Mm. a spouse, what Mm. happens when, you know, now you don't have the freedom. Now you're tied up in the system. You've been in it seven years, even though you knew you should have left. You knew you should have changed. And you always said, I wanted to, but now you're trapped in it. You're trapped in that way of life. You're trapped in that way of thinking and you can't escape it. Changing. I think of change as like a cheat code to life. Mm. I don't, I'm not hard fast on anything except like my values in life. Anything else is up for discussion and up for debate. Yeah. Somebody can come in tomorrow and tell me and show me statistically 
with data data points, real real thought out processes show me that their way of thinking is better than mine. I'll change tomorrow. I'll change tomorrow. I'll I'll go buy all the books. Mm-hmm. I'll go re- realign my thinking. Now, also, I have a framework for changing. I think that's another thing too. Is I I don't think there's much. I think there's literature on it, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's much conversation on changing because it's such a touchy topic mm. and because there's not too much conversation just open conversation on on how to change without belittling people mm-hmm. right that's one of the things that i i personally didn't like when i was going through my transformation phase of things i was looking online and everybody was like you know it almost felt like i was being belittled and berated the whole time it's like mm-hmm. man i'm already trying to change bro like i I am trying to change. I know, but you don't got to yell at me, bro. I'm trying to change. (laughs) Trying to to do what you're telling me to do. (laughs) So it's just, I don't know. That that was just my lens on it. No, that's, that's a lot of that is is spot on. Like, you know, the, the, the what's harder remaining where you are or working to get where you want to be. You know, I'd Mm -hmm. rather, I'd rather, you know, endure the struggle of working to be where I want to be because nothing's worse than you know the people always talk about your deathbed and like laying on your your deathbed with regret i don't feel like there's when you, when i think on it like there's not many things i feel like i would regret more than denying myself the ability to get where i wanted to be because i didn't i would i didn't want to do the work mm. and i i think that when a lot of people sit down and take some time to think about it that would be probably the the main regret that they would want to avoid too because I want to mm-hmm. look back and be proud of something I did. Like even, even if I didn't reach the main goal, the fact that I was chasing it meant that I was somewhere ahead of where I was when I started. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's key because we think about, we think so much once again about the, the finish line that we forget about there's four, a 400 meter track to get to that point. Yeah. And you got to think about every step around the track along the way. You don't just run past the finish line without, taking the first step and the second yeah. step and the third step and getting your stride and gaining your momentum to, to push, to carry you along, you know, but now with this thought process and you, you spoke about some things, one about your, your process for change, which I don't, if you want to share that, um, I definitely think the, the listeners would love to hear it. But then another thing, um, if you don't, or if you do still after would be um, talking about your, your, your financial journey. Um, okay. I, what, what was, what was it like as you, you know, from going from a a young guy from the Bronx, New York to Mm -hmm. where you are today? Um, very, very different places that you wouldn't expect a person to, to end up from, but also it didn't, you didn't just blink and just walk into this either. Like there's a lot of work that you had to put into, to get there. And I, I, I would I would like that to be illustrated for people um, because I think a lot of people think that they don't have it in them. Like, oh, I don't have the smarts. I don't I didn't come from the location. I don't have the people. I don't have the resources. And they always feel like because they're lacking something that they don't have the ability to get where they want to get. And I think, you know, you for sure have a story that directly contradicts that. And I think can motivate some people listening to this who feel like they don't have it in them to get where they want to be. And when they. Mm-hmm. They really do. They have it. They have it in them to get a lot farther than they've told themselves they can. Mm-hmm. So one of one of the things for me on my journey, bro, that really like multiplied it for me and got me to the next point was I focused on my strengths. Okay, right. I think I think 
we get we get dealt the cards of our life, nothing we could do about it. I mentioned earlier about the journey, right? So for me as a younger kid, I got settled into my the first version of my journey, which is like I'm I'm in an environment, don't particularly want to be here too long. Like it's it's not that, you know, it was it was, you know, my household was good to go. My mom was phenomenal. You know, she she raised us best she could. Uh, but unfortunately, we're in an environment that a lot of violence does happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And in 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 areas where poverty is higher, financial literacy is lower by nature. Mm. So one of the things for me was grow, growing up how I did. I didn't like people's answers intuitively. I just didn't like their answers. Like I'd ask questions and nobody answers me. It's like, hey, why do we do things these way? Or why do we do things this way? It's just the way that we've done it. But why though? And no one had answers for me and no one had. So for me, that was my first, you know, I, I had, you know, ran into a, a, a mentor that really just bonded with me. Mm. And my first chance at growth and first chance at change was to get out of that neighborhood and go to, you know, a, a different school. Right. So in that time, it was it was a hard decision for me to make because it was like, I'm going to be leaving my family behind to go on this journey. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a critical thinker within my family. So me leaving the family is actually very it's 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 not an easy thing for the family to accept. Mm-hmm. But they also know and trust that if I'm going to make a plan, I'm I'm standing behind it since I was a kid. Yeah. So that so the journey of money was really from. Growing up in a household where my mom made $2,000 a month her entire time, mm-hmm. right? And being able to go from us not really having anything and living like, you know, my mom, once again, I love her to death. I'm just, I'm so proud. Of, I sit back and think about how she handled our childhood in the situations that we were in with the lack of capital with all of these things. But one of the things that I learned from my mom was that money is language, Mm. right? Your ability to articulate yourself is money because you think you're done because you don't have a piece of paper, but have you spoken to them? Mm. How do you know you're done? You haven't spoken to them. So that journey, my, my, my first real financial, like heavy financial lesson was that money is language. So if you can master language, if you can master the ability to articulate, if you can master that, and that's what I honed in on. Once again, my strength was speaking to people and getting people to understand a mission and then going to step and drive towards that mission. Mm. So instead of focusing on the lack of money that I had, it was like, okay, what missions can I lead? I don't have money, but money isn't. Uh, like even money, money is a construct. It's, 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 it's a mental construct for mm-hmm. us to all come into agreements with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Money isn't, isn't real in that sense, but in our world, we've accepted money. And in that construct that we've accepted, money is real, mm-hmm. but the, it doesn't change the fact that we're humans and I can have a one-on-one real combo with you. Yeah. And that was my strength. I focused on that. Okay. I don't have the capital. I don't have the money. Okay. I do have a, uh, I do have the ability to speak. And that just comes from books, watching other great speakers speak 
and listening to them speak and and being and being serious about that. Mm-hmm. So the journey became more about all of the tangible skills that I could get to help me should I be in a jam, get money <laughs> or, or or do my thing. But I mm-hmm. had to break a lot of ceilings on mm-hmm. what I considered was a lot of money. What mm-hmm. I considered was not a lot of money or my, my or how money is supposed to be spent. Mm-hmm. So coming from the environment that I came from to being at the point that I am now, the yeah. way that I view money is a million times different. Yeah. But I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I hunkered down on that pathway to understand what this thing is. Mm. Right. If it's such a pain in my household and in my life, do I once again sit here and let it eat away at us? Or do I go, get up and go do something about it? So to get to this point now where, you know, I, I was sitting with one of my mentors, came back, I was visiting him in New York and we went to this restaurant and I said, hey, you know, I finally understand now that I'm older what you were telling me because he used to tell me like, Andre, man, you got to understand if you want money, just go get it. Mm-hmm. And I used to get really upset about that. I'm like, what do you mean? Just go get it. What do you mean? Just go get it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but in his mind, he was being dead serious. But it's something mm-hmm. that like everyone has to come to for themselves. Yeah. No, I can't force you to think this way. It's something that has to be unlocked in you just in general. Through growth. Right? Through, through growth. <laughs> so, so, so he was mentioning, I came back, I said, hey, man, I finally sat here and a million dollars, not that much money, man. And he was like, I've been trying to tell you for years. Right. Something is big or small, only relative to the person who's thinking about it. Mm. I was like, okay, that makes sense because if there is $300 trillion out there, $1 million is literally nothing. It's a, it's a penny. It is. Yeah. To tri- it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's probably less than a penny, whatever that math might work out to be. Right. It's, it's probably less than a penny. Mm. But if you don't have anything and you have zero, then a million is like, oh, that's astronomically large. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that's constant between those, both of those things is that a person has to make the determination based on their thought processes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like a person has to. So that journey in and of itself was like, oh, OK, so let me take a step back on. Should I even be afraid of money? Why, why am I, why, why am I, why can't I get more? And it's going back to that growth earlier of being like, you know, asking myself, why can't I get more? Mm-hmm. What is the limitation of making more money? Effort? Oh, now I see what my mentor was saying. <laughs> if you want more money, just go get it. Yeah. Plan together and execute that plan. Unfortunately, the plan won't happen overnight. It just won't unless you get, unless you know, you're, you're part of the few who do get lucky. Yeah. It just won't happen overnight. But also from that standpoint, it's like, this is something and I'll go on like a little tangent, but it makes sense. Right. It's like, it can't happen overnight because how would you learn the lessons? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like how would you learn the lessons that's necessary for this to be a permanent change within your life, if it happens too quick, mm-hmm. like I think about uh, my first hundred thousand, 
lost it. Lost mm-hmm. it. First hundred thousand just like was like, you know, super excited about it. It was dope. I was like, yo, I got a hundred thousand dollars up now. It's lit. <laughs> and you and it was like, and then I blinked and it was gone. Mm-hmm. Now I, I didn't spend the money traditionally. You know, I didn't spend it on cars and things like that. Um, I, you know, I take care of a lot of people. So naturally it went towards taking care of people. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I had to learn, okay, well, you lost your first hundred. Well, how do you not lose your second? Mm-hmm. You know how to get to a hundred now, right? So even though you're thinking of the fact that you lost 100,000, you're also not thinking of the fact that you now know how to make a hundred thousand and you're confident as hell to make that hundred thousand. Yeah. So you yeah. can make yeah. it again. In less time. Too. In less time. Just don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Just don't lose it this time. It's like, okay, well, in order to not lose it, it needs to be in some type of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It needs to be in type. Of, so now the questions are naturally by actually taking the steps in life. The, the actual things that you need to learn just reveal themselves to you. Mm-hmm. So me coming from my environment to like, now how i live now one it feels unbelievable like i'm grateful every day like i i, I pray almost I, I pray a lot right? yeah. I'm, I'm i'm exceptionally grateful um for what i have it's all from the man above mm-hmm. um and, and i take that very serious but then also it's like you know how can you begin to take that journey if you don't even understand how how serious the journey is going to be mm-hmm. so me you know Coming from that, you know, I left the house with 18, 17 or 18. I never been back. I left the house at 18. I got on a, one, of, one of my buddies said something to me. I really appreciate it. He said, yo, Andre, I really respect you. At 18, you got on the train, said you were going to go do something and did it. Mm. And I was like, you know, I never really thought about it from that lens. You, you know, it was just me. It's like, yo, who else is going to do it if somebody doesn't do it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm looking around and it's like... I, I think I'm the only option right now. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go do it. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's also like, I mean, the limitations that we place on ourselves when it comes to money, it, and it's not even us necessarily placing them on ourselves. I, I think they get placed on us through our life's travels. Mm. Like as you start to travel, as you start to meet people, as you start to hear things, you start to take little, you start to pick up little things that you don't know you're picking up. And that's the detriment. So coming from that, man, it's, it's unbelievable. But as someone who did it the, the traditional way, I didn't I didn't do it the rap way. I, I didn't do it basketball way or football, which mm-hmm. I, I rap. I play basketball, I play football. I did all of those things, by the way. I'm not saying that those are bad things. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, I, I did it the old school, traditional way through, like, just sitting down and actually belief in self. Like, I got I to gotta put together a plan about the things that I want in life. Mm-hmm. And then I need to go figure these things out because there's people who's depending on me to figure these things out. Right. So even like the responsibility, right. You can't even, I was thinking, you can't even begin to make more money until you take on responsibility. Yeah. So, so it's going back to what I was saying earlier about uh, like being on the journey, a part of the journey is taking res- personal responsibility for the journey. Yeah. So, man, I, I can't even believe, right? There's some nights that I wake up, bro, I can't believe it, man. I'm I'm unbelievably grateful. You can hear it in my tone. It's it, 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 You come around me, you'll feel it in my energy, everything about it. You know, to, to come from those environments, 
but it was all, I want to stress that it's all knowledge though. Mm. Right. It's all, it's all knowledge because we're, we're the sum total of the decisions we make. Right. I think we had a convo mm-hmm. on, on that one time. Yeah. Right? We're the sum total of the decisions we make. Mm-hmm. So if, if money is something that's dependent upon decisions, you can't even begin to make more money until you make better decisions. Facts. Facts. Right? <laughs> so it's, 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 it's starting to piece those things and peel the, you know, peel the onion back. And, you know, we prescribe to, to stuff that's not true all the time, bro. Mm-hmm. And I just remember as whenever, whenever I stumble upon something new. So this is what a part of what I mean about change, you know, people view change as, um, as something negative. I view it as finding an answer. Mm. So for me, it's like, oh man, I'm not upset that my way of thinking was wrong. I'm super excited that I now know what the right way of thinking is. Right. And can step aggressively <laughs> towards it. I can, I can do that now. Now I can now say, oh, wow. I was actually doing it wrong. Thank God, bro. I couldn't imagine doing something wrong another 10 years. Now, instead of it being 10 years later, now I can start today. Mm-hmm. All right. What is it? So going back to, I'll answer that other question now. The process for change. Mm-hmm. It really starts with just the awareness of it. Mm. I think naturally we're combative, but we're combative because we don't want to look, you know, stupid, mm-hmm. or we don't want to mm-hmm. feel illiterate, or we don't want to feel ignorant. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is like you can't begin to change until you become aware of more things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, I forgot who I was talking to. I figured, I think I was talking to one of the homies and he, he, he was stuck in his head and I'm like, bro, what exactly is the problem in your life right now? And he couldn't pinpoint the problem to me. And I said, bro, step one is like, well, let's become aware of the problem. Yeah. Right. Like what is the problem? Okay. The problem is I, you, you have, you have a bit of anxiety. Okay. Do you know what anxiety is? Nah, I actually don't. So, bro, how are you going to combat something? You don't even know what it is. (laughs) Right? It's not, it's not, it's not that I'm trying to, you feel me? And I'm like, yo, look, bro, it's not like I'm trying to belittle you. You got to really think about this from a high level standpoint. Mm -hmm. How can I begin to combat something if I don't physically know what it is? Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. But now if it's like, okay, what is anxiety? Okay, well, it's like the 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 impending feeling of something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know why you feel that way? Well, I just got a bunch of tasks that I got to do. And, and, you know, I'm like, okay, bro, the issue, if you read the definition, let's break it down together, right? This mm-hmm. is the part of, so so the process for change is uh, becoming aware. Mm-hmm. Leveling up your knowledge on that topic mm-hmm. and then starting with very small steps just to execute in that direction. So you don't have to start off being, you know, like, you know, trying to come out the gate swinging and doing a hundred different things. You could start off small, but, but you don't have to actually start off with a million different things. But, but going back to little homie, I'm like, yo, let's break it down. What is anxiety? Well, it's like an impending feeling of something that's going to happen that you don't have control over. Okay, you're feeling that anxiety because you said 
that there's tons of there's tons of things out there that you know you should be doing, but you haven't done them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the problem. Now that we're aware of it, now that we've got our knowledge up, now let's figure out a plan. Well, okay, now, well, the, the truth is, do you want to feel the feelings of anxiety? Or do you want to wake up and for 30 minutes every day, organize your life? Mm. Right? It's a choice now. It's, it's a decision mm. now. Now you have a clear-cut decision on paper to make. Do I want to feel this feeling of anxiety every day? Or do I want to, char- to start to try to solve the feelings of anxiety by taking steps towards it every day? And even if you come out the gate five minutes, five minutes, just five minutes, you know, a couple things, you know, just so I don't forget, let me just write it down. And over time, you build that muscle memory to the point where it's like, now for me, you know, I can't, I can't live without my, my, my schedule. I can't live without it. <laughs> yeah, my calendar's pulled up right now next to this. <laughs> I cannot live without it. So, yeah, so that, I mean, I, I hope that answers the full gambit uh, uh, of the question. It does. It does. I mean, you hit on some some great points that I think can benefit a lot of people because people just don't know. That. I mean, even the the simple, it sounds simple, but just like you breaking down, like, all right, you say you have anxiety. Like, what is it? Like, you know, you say you say you ha- have you have these different problems, but like you got to define and understand what the problem is, because. How are you going to fight against a force that you don't know their capabilities and limitations? You don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah, like you, you're setting yourself up for failure because they got the drop on you already. You already suffering from them and they haven't you haven't even met them yet. Thanks. But, you know, so <clears throat> you talk about education and I can agree that education is one of the biggest pieces that go into this journey as well. Because it's, it's came up a lot over this conversation. But I mean, even as I look behind you, bro, there's tons of books. Tons of books. You know, you see, I have the bookshelf back there and, you know, that's one of the things too, is we talk about during this, this journey, here's, here's, here's a big piece. And so I know we actually, I think we spoke about this within the last couple of days is I think part of the problem that we face, especially as a younger generation is that we feel like we got to do it all ourselves. And that puts unrealistic, unrealistic expectations on ourselves because one, we can we can do it, but now by doing it yourself, you own all the risk. Now you have to exert more time to learn the information. Because even if you use like the situation with me, you and tellers, there's things I know that I never had, never was able to take the time to physically go deep dive in because I got it from either you or him. Same like mm-hmm. there's things that y'all got from me that I was able to go pull from the world and bring back to the group. So like now we Thanks. can learn three times as fast. We can we can invest into things three times as fast. We, we split the risk into thirds, you know, and it's like, if more people could do that and people like, oh, well, I can't find anybody. So well, you have to find somebody that wants to grow like you. you have to and, then top, and then Go on ahead. top of, and then on top of my, I'll cut you off, bro. No, you good. It's like, you cannot possibly expect to get around people if you are not willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that, that's the piece right there. Cause I've had that a lot. I've had I've ran into that situation a lot where it's like, yo, bro, like I want to do stuff, but I don't know anybody to do stuff with. I'm like, well, are you even worthy mm. to have stuff be done with you? What, what do you mean, bro? Like, are you even worthy? If somebody came right now and said, yo, I want to do a deal, we're gonna go buy a commercial building downtown. We're gonna, we're trying to put together, you know, the 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 raise is gonna be 1.2 million on a 14 million dollar building. 
you know, we're going to be able to uh, uh, split up the financing and set things up into into different categories. You know, your portion is going to be 200,000. And then I'm also going to need you to run the managerial uh, uh, to, to, to run the management staff. Mm hmm in order to execute the mission so that we'd be able to refinance within five years, make our money back. And each of us could walk away with a million. Would you be able to even do that? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's the thing that got me is like, yo, you got to go get in the lab. Yeah. You got to go get in the lab because if you yourself are not capable of doing these things, you will never find anyone who's willing to work with you. Cause I know I'm not. Yeah. Facts. No, way. I know he's not. I know Teller's no not. Right. Because I'm not about to, to to spend hard earned dollars that we had to really blood, sweat, tears and, and equity of our life to get mm -hmm. in order to help someone who's not willing to help themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my, my mentor says I, I love him to death. This was something that he, he hit me. He said, Andre. I never give a handout, but I always give a hand up. Mm. And I just remember sitting with him, I'm like. What made you what made you come with that? He's like, man, it, it's it's a tragedy when there's a good, hardworking men and women who just don't know. That's mm. different. Yeah. But for someone who's not working hard, who doesn't care, who doesn't have ethics, who's not pushing, who's not striving for more, why would I waste a slot? That's what he said to me. Why would I waste a slot on you when there's a young man or woman who's dedicated their life to better me? Mm. Mm. so from that lens you know that that what you said had like you know it triggered me right <laughs> because it's the truth it's like yo i, I can't find people it's like well you need to find yourself first mm -hmm. that's why you can't find people is because you haven't found yourself first mm. so you have to take that step you know it's it's not easy once again you know i don't want to be up here telling y'all these things. I, I want to make sure y'all understand, like, this is a journey that I'm still on myself, right? This yeah, is a journey that too. Eric me is too. still on. Yeah. We're all on this journey until we check out. We're on this journey and, and, in order, and dedicated to it. And in order to get better, you have to find a journey to commit yourself to and be dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. You won't, you just won't grow. So I, I had to jump in real quick. My fault. Now you, you good. You good. That was that was that was good. That, that was a bar about it. Your, your mentor is great, right? He's dropping some gems, you know, dropping some gems, man. I Facts. like this guy. Like this guy. But <laughs> another like another piece that, that I feel like is is extremely important to our development during the, the journey of life is our habits. And I know people talk about them, but the habits, how you said, like these things start with they start small and over time they build. Like even when you were back on your fitness journey, getting started, just going to the gym, you had to build the habit of even just going to the gym. Then once you show up like that, and as people forget, like the part of the, the first habit is just showing up, showing up for yourself. And from there, everything else falls in line. So building, building habits and the right habits, but also, you know, we talk about habits and building habits, but we also have to identify the ones that are holding us back. And yes. I think, I think realistically, at least for me and the way I went about it is I wanted to address the ones holding me back before I tried to build the, the, the better ones because mm -hmm. trying to build good habits while still fostering bad habits, is a stalemate and yeah. it's, it's just, 
a, a, a zero sum game that I wasn't trying to play, but I had yeah. to, I had to learn that because I started off trying to do both. And I'm like, bro, nothing's happening. They're wrong. Yo, they, I don't know what they talking about. This stuff don't work. Then it's like, Oh, hold on. Well, you still do that. You still do this. You have this going on, bro. You're not going to get anywhere. It's you, you have a, a hundred thousand pound, you know, weight tied to your leg and you're trying to step forward. You're not making any motion because you haven't chiseled away at any of this weight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, let me chisel away from the weight first and then start moving forward with the better habits. And then as I started building those habits and progressing, even like reading, you know, I tell people, I talk about reading all the time, but I want to emphasize to everyone here. I did not read, didn't like reading. I would, from the time in high school, I didn't read for English class. I went to the Naval Academy. I didn't, I would spark notes and I'm out of there. I just didn't want to read. I didn't like it until there were, until one day I decided to like, I started learning about entrepreneurship. This is in my adult life at this point. Like I'm in the Marine Corps yeah. and I'm like, oh, entrepreneur. Like, what is that? Who started deep diving? I'm like, yo, I, I, I like this military stuff, but yo, it's not really... I can't get, like, I know where I want to be in life. And I just know I've analyzed this system from the top down. Like I've had a lot of time to think about it and there's just no way it's going to allow me to get where I need to be. So mm -hmm. I had to jump in the lip and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, what's the first thing I'm going to do? And since I say I want to do business, I was like, ah, everybody talks about these books and I hear these business people. So the first book I really picked up. So I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki on deployment. And I was like, all right, cool. This is cool. But like, I wasn't even trying to get into business then. I was just, at that point, I was just asking the question of how do you make more money? Like, mm -hmm. how does a person go about in a normal job? Well, I can't even say normal nine to five because that was 24 hours. The military was 24 hours a day. But for me, but someone working a normal job, like, how do you grow more money? Because the job isn't guaranteed. They're not, they're not required to give me more. But if I want to grow more, how do I use this job? to invest into me to get where I want to be. Um, yeah. And then through that, I was like, okay. So the first book that I really read seriously that kind of started changing everything for me was The Compound Effect. Mm. And once I read The Compound Effect, I said, oh, I haven't been serious. Like there's a <laughs> clearly a different level of game that people in the world are playing. Um, and the only reason I became aware of it was through that book. And through that book, one, it talks about the compound effect, and I've been reading ever since. Like, and now, like we do, we have book clubs. We'll read books together, break them down, talk about Because I think that's the other thing, too, is people just read books to say they read them. They don't actually take time to internalize the information within them. And I think that's the other problem is I don't just read a book just to read it. I'm reading it to figure out how I can aggressively apply. If I like if the book is is sound, which typically I don't just get there's books. You know, we we go to Barnes. We I, we I think we both have memberships to Barnes and Noble. We hang out in there all the time. <laughs> but you know for the books that come through and like everybody talking about them i don't want to just read it just to be a part of the group but like, oh yeah i read that book too like i want to read it because okay if that information there is good then that person's telling me exactly the way to avoid all the pitfalls that they went into so i'm trying to aggressively apply it because not only does that help me expand my life but now i can reach back and all the, all the little homies that we have that stuff that they don't have to go through so like we mm -hmm. talk about how we, we want to really start impacting the younger generation and the younger guys. And like, we're able to do that because we're, we're doing the work and reaching back and saying, Hey, not just telling them, Hey, you should, you should buy properties, but like telling them, Hey, if you buy this property, 
you know, you're here for three years, you might, based off of this area, you might get $100,000 of equity in the house. So when you right. leave, you can sell it. You could take this hundred, sit on it, and then you could do this. And it's, that's a very different conversation, you know, or like, hey, you keep it as a rental, you cash flow this much. Now this cash flow can be utilized to do this as opposed to what we came through is like, bro, buy a house. Yeah, it's two okay. completely different. Things. What is a what is okay buying a house? But bro, they were telling I had no idea what could come from buying a house. Yeah. And it's like now we're not just telling people what to do; we're telling them why to do it and how to do it. And I and I think that's extremely important because most people were going around thinking about things that people just told them how to do, but never gave them any context behind it. And without yeah. the context, it's hard for a person who's never done it to find the motivation to push. Because mm -hmm. I don't okay, you're telling me I need a house, but why? What am I pushing? Like, what is this house going to do for me? Yeah. Like, I already live in an apartment or are you, I'm already renting. I have a house. Like, so what, what does buying a house and having my name on that paper, what is the potential for me to gain from that coming? And through yeah. that understanding, it's like, wow. And now after they understand that, okay, now here's the work you need to do to get there, but they're going to be more yeah. likely to want to do the work because they know what the outcome can bring for them. Yeah. So, so, so you, you mentioned habits, right? Mm -hmm. And compound effect. If you guys have not read that book. So I'm, you and I read a lot of books now, but I'm actually not a big fan of, of when, when people are jumping into reading, I actually don't recommend that you read a lot of books. I actually mm -hmm. think, I think step one is really read one or two books that you take dead serious. Mm-hmm. Right, like one or two legitimate books that you're like, you know what? I'm not trying to read 70 books this year. I have one or two things that I really need to fix in my life that are like causing me the most pain in my life. And I need to fix those things. Mm -hmm. But going back to habits, what you were saying, that one got me because habits is your way of learning to take yourself serious. Mm. The issue isn't that people don't know what to do. I think the issue is that there's a lack of confidence because people don't take themselves serious. Mm -hmm. So it's like when, when, you know, I was talking, uh, talking to one of the homies one time, he was saying that he wanted to start a business up. I said, all right, cool. Like, you know, why haven't you started it? This mm -hmm. is like a straightforward question. It's like, you've been mentioning this to me for the past two years. Why have you not started and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get everything set up correct, get everything right, and get everything in, in, in the correct order. And I say, yo, bro, the truth is you don't believe in yourself. That's the real, and I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but I care about you. So I have to tell you what the truth is, right? Because I know that when I say something, I expect for that thing to be done. I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying you would never hear me get on this show, get on any show, get on. You'll never hear me speak in general and tell you that I want something that I don't plan to go aggressively attack in real life. That's fact. That's actually right. That is, that, that is a 1000% fact. <laughs> so for me, it's, it's the ultimate form of taking, taking yourself serious is when you start to build these habits into your life. Mm. I think you were spot on with that. E. Because when I, when I was getting back in that journey, you mentioned me showing up was the first thing. Mm -hmm. it, got even, it got even smaller. Mm -hmm. The first thing for me was just waking up on time. Just waking up. Same for me. 
Same for me. Right. It was just, it was like, you know what? I don't even got to make it to the gym. I just got to wake up. I got to wake up and physically get out of the bed. And that is an achievement in terms of the gym. That is the achievement. Then it was like, you know, after a couple of days of that, I'm like, bro, like you gonna really get up and not go. You might as well go. Yeah. Then it was really just like, get downstairs and put your shoes on. Mm. So I put my shoes on. And if I put my shoes on, I might as well go for the walk. Mm-hmm. Went for the walk. Then it's like, yo, if you could do a walk, bro, you could, bro, real talk. You could do the gym. You're, you were an athlete, bro. Mm-hmm. Stop getting in your head. You're overthinking it. Now I'm starting to combat myself. Mm-hmm. Because the serious side of me, the habit side, the, the 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 side that wants change is now starting to bully the side that wants to stay comfortable. Mm. You have to give that side ammo. You have to be able to give the, the, the side that's going to help you, the serious side of you, you have to give it ammo. Mm-hmm. But until we give it ammo, until we feed it, just like how we could feed anything else, mm-hmm. we could feed our egos, we could feed, you know, uh, uh, just negativity. Mm-hmm. We could also feed positivity. We could also mm-hmm. feed our seriousness. Yeah. But until you start to take yourself serious, nothing's going to change in life because it, it physically cannot because the nature of changing is a serious thing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that, that, was, that was something, bro. Yeah. So and I, going back to, to habits and reading, because I have this conversation so much and, you know, Unfortunately, this conversation is mostly with with members of the black community and it's Mm -hmm. about reading. And, you know, now on the other side of understanding the power of getting this information from these books, run into a lot of guys about I just don't like to read. And I tell them, like, bro, I I know exactly how you feel, but I I need you. I need you to understand. Hear me right now. Hear me right now. Every problem that you sit in the bed at night for hours and ponder upon and are upset about and you're stressed about and you're depressed about and you have anxiety about, someone's written a book about how to solve it. So now, if you truly believe that you want to change this thing that's causing issues in your life, you got to pick up a book. And it doesn't have to be, don't expect to read the whole book in a day. It starts with, yo, just set 10 minutes on your calendar Mm. a day. Just, just commit to 10 minutes. You, we waste 10 minutes. I know people that spend 30 minutes scrolling on TikTok and you can't give 10 to a book. Come on, yo. But it just starts there. But I guarantee, and maybe it's not that. Maybe you just start, you tell yourself every day, you're just going to go to the book and open it up. No matter what, at this time, you're going to go to the book and open it up. Kind of just like I tell people with budgeting. Like, yo, as you're getting to it, as you're getting comfortable, yo, no matter, even if you, if you can't, get to the point where you're just doing it every day, going in and, and getting yourself right. The first thing is just go to your computer and open the spreadsheet because yeah. after enough times of you going and opening that spreadsheet, it's like you putting on your shoes. You might as well go for the walk. Might as well go. You for might it. as well put some numbers on that page and see how it comes out. And once you get to that point, there's no coming back. Just like the book, yo, you're reading 10 minutes. It's not going to be long before you look up and it's been an hour and you six chapters in and you're yeah. like, wow, but it starts with just the small, the small step. And I really want to emphasize this on the show today is because we got to get over this thinking we got to conquer the world in a day because we can't. And if we overwhelm ourselves thinking it has to be done in a day, we're just going to keep fighting against ourselves and we're going to keep stopping and not, not completing anything, which is the mm-hmm. opposite. I'd rather someone take it, you know, methodically what they're comfortable with and build up the pace as they go. It's just like these, these, 
I love using 400 run. I would never ran the 400. I was a track guy, but I ran the one, the two, the four by one, and the four by two. Me and the guys ran the four by four one time as a joke, and I thought my heart was going to explode. Like that's that's I call that a a a true warrior's race because those men and women that run that race they're built different. But yeah, they didn't just get to running those Olympic times. They had to. It, it was it was a process. Time to time, they're training, they're getting better, and it's the same thing with all of this. Is like you have to. As you put in that work and progress, it's like the gym. Yo, you don't, I always say you don't just get on. Some people do, right? You got these country strong guys, but just the average person isn't going to walk into the gym and throw 225 on a bar and start repping it out. Yeah. The average person might have to start with 95 pounds in the bar, work out for months or years to the point where like they get to the, hey, I hit 225 one time. I'm not talking about repping one time as a max. And it's like, oh, I made it. Cool. Now that you got that, how do you get past it? That was just the first milestone. Yeah. And so looking at the rest of life that way, I think really helps because we got to see it as, yo, it's a progress. It, these book, it's a workout. All these things. I love comparing things to working out because it's the process is really similar to all this other stuff that we're talking about. You have, mm -hmm. how do you, you want to get fit and you try and get swole, all these things where there's typically a routine that you follow to get from where you are now to wherever your progress pick show you at, you know, six months later. But yeah. it's because you did the same thing every time and you continue to build it. Even like, you know, right now in the gym, we're doing these abs, you know, doing back the core. And I tell you, I hate bicycles. That's my thing. I can't stand them. But even think about the progress that we've made with with abs just through showing up and doing it every day. Even when we somebody, you know, somebody tries to buy, yo, bro, I mean, we ain't got to do them today. And like you like, nah, bro, we got to do them today. All right. And we go and we'll do them. And like now. We went from like, you know, especially me, bro. It was some of these things. I was like, yo, bro, I'm struggling to now I'm yo, a full, a full two minutes. And I'm like, yo, let's get it. What's next? But that's part that's through continuing to do it time and time again, day by day, even when I didn't want to. And that's what this journey is. Continuing to do the things that you know are going to put you in a better position every day, day by day, no matter how you feel, because you know that it's going to put you in a better position. So before before I, I think we're running on time, before we even jump off, um, let me see if I actually so I, I I bought a copy of this the other day, right? Fahrenheit 451. I heard of that one. And the reason I bought it is because I had a I had a, a teacher in college, Professor Drew. I can't remember her last name, but she was a really sweet woman. Mm -hmm. Right? She was just really nice. She was an older lady. And she was obviously super intelligent. Like she was like really intelligent. Like I, she was on her tenure and she was getting ready to go out and do, I can't remember the name of it. Where it's like, you take a few years to like, go do like a real project. I can't remember the name sabbatical? of it. Sabbatical. Yeah, I think no. it was a sabbatical. So she was, so she was getting ready to go do her sabbatical and I was in her class. And this is what I talk about knowledge. I'll put myself on the chopping block. You know, I like to make fun of myself. Yeah. So me thinking I'm slick, right? We're mm -hmm. supposed to write an essay on a book that we like. <laughs> and I hate books. Like genuinely at that time, hated books, hated books. So in high school, I have picked this book up, cracked it open, like the first 10 pages or something like that. And basically it's a dystopian world where firefighters burn books. Hmm. They burn books, like they burn books. So my opening like essay, I wrote 
all my life. I never forget this line because I was so bold about it. I was going all in on it. <laughs> I was like, you know, if I'm gonna make this stand, I gotta go all in. So the first line that I wrote, I wrote my entire my entire life, all I've ever wanted to do was be a firefighter. Mm. And I talked about how much and I and I articulated very beautifully how much I hate books, mm-hmm. how I think they're stupid, how I think they waste time, how there's so much going on in the world how there's poverty, there's pain, there's violence. There's so much going on that for me to even begin to sit here and think that I'm going to read through this. Cause at this point I was just viewing books as like fiction, Mm. right? I'm going to be reading through this and this is going to help me. And I never forget it. And that's why I really appreciate her. Professor Drew gave me like a 99 on that. Thought she was gonna fail me. She gave me like a ninety nine on it. And she wrote, she wrote me a really long like, <laughs> like note back. And I wish I would have saved it. All right, mm-hmm. just, you know, you going through school. I was a freshman. Yeah, I, didn't care. Yeah, I was a freshman yeah. at the academy. I didn't care. And she wrote, I never forget it though. She wrote, Andre, it's funny because you don't even really understand what, what like, what you mean right now because you don't have the perspective. Mm. but you're intelligent you're smart like you know how to articulate yourself and there's going to come a time when the right book hits you at the right place at the right time and changes your life in the right order Mm. that allows you to see this and i'll be waiting here for you to tell me about it Mm. and my junior year i read how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie rereading that one right now and I, I read it and I was like, wow, man. I had no idea how, like, how I was coming off to other people. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that I was belittling people. I had no idea that I was cutting people off in conversations. I had no idea that I was creating arguments that not even on purpose. It's just you don't know these things until you become aware of it. And I wrote her this long essay, man. I wrote her this long email. I was like, I'm not sure if you remember me. But the right book hit me at the right time in the right way, (laughs) in the right order. And I really appreciate you. And she wrote me a long message back, you know, just saying, like, I always knew you're always smart. That wasn't the the issue wasn't intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's just that from this lens, you had a different perspective and it's hard to break perspective. Only you could break your perspective. That's why I didn't fail you on the essay. You still you still met the intent, even though I didn't agree with it. You still met the intent of the essay. Yeah. But I also wanted you to know that I thought you were wrong and that you'd come around. And, you know, I think you're going to do great in life. And I just really, I really appreciated that. Like I, like to my, to my core, I really appreciated that. So, but I wanted to highlight how ignorant I was. Mm -hmm. I didn't even read the whole thing. I read like 10 pages, the (laughs) entire book, bro, the entire book. The point of the book is to show that in a world where we neglect knowledge, we become individuals that can be controlled. Mm. We become individuals that no longer can free think. We can only think based on the information that's given to us. So whatever information is given, we just take it. But until we seek out self-knowledge, that's why in this dystopian world, they had to burn the books because the books is the answer. Mm. I missed that whole thing, bro. I missed the whole thing. I missed the whole point trying to be slick. And she's laughing because clearly she knows I didn't read the book mm-hmm. from her lens. But she's like, yo, <laughs> she's like, yo, this little, this little dude, he, 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 he's arrogant in that way. 
Yeah. And he's, but I like him. He had the balls to kind of do that. And yeah, and she, but from that lens, it even goes back to show like how, how a lack of knowledge really is a detriment. It shows how like the world would go to complete and utter chaos. I mean, we see, we're starting to see it now. Man, but that's a different that conversation. We got to get on that. But that's a that's a that's a great point, though. And something I want to highlight too that you said you did after is you went back and you you said, "Yo, I was wrong." And I think that's something that a lot of people got to learn to do on this journey too, because I I think people don't realize the number of bridges that they burn mm-hmm. um, through doing things. And it's okay to be wrong, but the respect that you get from somebody to just being able to go to them and say, "Hey, look, I get what you were saying. Now I was wrong. I understand where you were going." Here's my take on it now, but that's big. That's huge, especially not. It's not easy, especially for men to do, you know. So, um, I'm sure she had the utmost respect for that, and it came in time, and and we see it now with the little homies too. We tell them stuff, and they'll still do something we didn't want them to do, and it's like, oh, but then they come back around. Oh, I see what you were saying now. Cool. I'm just glad you get it now. Like I'm, I wish you would have got it then, but hopefully from now on, like you know that I'm not going to tell you anything that is going to be a detriment to you and your plans or your goals. But you know, um, I, I, I. I think this was a phenomenal conversation today. I, I think yeah. there's a ton of stuff that people can take away. Uh, even for me, there's some things I'm going to take away from, from what you said. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to this more. Uh, for those of you watching, you know, be on the lookout for Commander Lights. We have some, we got some big things coming. Some big things. The journey. Coming the journey. We, the, we, the journey. We're really trying to help people tackle this journey. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to what this can become and, and, and what, what this become like you know fruits for for uh, not just us but for those that that decide that they want to take the journey seriously and take this journey with us um because we truly believe in helping helping people that want to help themselves and we don't have to do it alone we we really embrace that mindset that it shouldn't be done alone and if you're somebody that's working hard and trying to get to where you want to be you need to come hang with us because there, there, there's there's no better place to be we all trying to get it too but with that being said you know Everyone listening, please, after this show today, just figure out what you need to do to start embracing the journey. Because as you start to embrace the journey, you're going to start to realize things for yourself that you may have never realized before. And your life will change forever. And I think that's what we all want at the end of the day is for our lives to truly change forever in a way that benefits us and not just us, but those around us. So with that being said, I really want to thank everyone for listening today. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for the episode next week. Let's get into smoking.